G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And we're here for our weekly update. Dale, another Monday session for us because of the uh, late timing of one of the uh, shows we're about to talk about. Yes, of course. Junior Eurovision was this morning, of course. Yeah, I mean, other than that, there's been a bit going on, of course. World Cup is still going, even though Australia's out. Yes. Yes, we're not the only ones, though. To our, to our lovely English and Dutch listeners out there, commiserations as well. But, you know, made the quarterfinals. Yeah, perennial quarterfinals said the English sorry about that but yes you did better than us of yes. course so and very unlucky France are doing very well so if you're French don't think we've got too many French listeners I don't Ooh. think they could probably understand our accent <laughs> uh, good luck and to all the other teams of course absolutely let's get on to Junior Revision shall we Dale that happened this morning just overall impressions of the bits of the show you've seen etc Probably the first year, I think, since we've done Aussie Vision that I didn't actually watch it live. Mm. Um, it's just a bit too early, a bit too late in the year. I'm just a bit tired. <laughs> uh, I just needed some sleep. I'm getting older as well. Yes. Uh, but what I did see, really good production. And again, I really enjoyed the fact that there were so many great songs. I thought the standard was very good and there was a lot of songs in the running. That's what we said last time. There wasn't mm-hmm. this great big standout. It was like, look, whoever can bring it, um, will will do well. And I think uh, Armenia put on a great show. Yeah, very much so. Very impressed with the quality of the production I was. Things like the postcards. The hosts were a little, I'm not sure, it didn't really click for me. Iveta can be very charismatic and lovely, but can also have a bit of resting such a thing face. Oh, really? Oh, what about yeah. the robot? Kill that thing with fire. <laughs> so for those who don't know, there was a robot hosting, was one of the hosts? One Kind of helping the uh, young person in the green room type of thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, more personality than a lot of other presenters <laughs> we've seen over the years. <laughs> we had some good interval acts as well. We had the 20 years of Junior Eurovision represented with some of the former artists coming back. Yeah, it was, was so good. good. Like you had big names like Destiny come back and Ooh. do a bit of her song. But also the three kids who did that B song, the bzz, 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 yeah. they came back and did it like as not full blown adults, but you know, pretty much. And it's like, good on them for coming back. And they didn't dress as bees. They had that kind of more <laughs> yellow black kind yeah. of funky outfits on. Yeah, very much so. And of course, Rosalind performed Snap as well. Of course, I'm sure the Armenians are very proud of how well that's doing around the world. Indeed. All right, we did have a winner from this morning, Dale. Let's have a listen to France. This is Lissandro and Omaman. That was our winning song, Dale. First with the juries, third in the public vote. What did you think of Lissandra? Well, I think this was quite a surprise winner, even though we knew it was a bit of an open field. And it's one of those ones when I saw the results this morning, I watched the vote and I was like, oh my God, France won. And then you watch it and you go, oh yeah, I can kind of see why. Like, Great performer, like a lot of charisma, fun, people would love that. But also he belted out some big notes, particularly in that last 30 seconds, to give us some jury love. And it's simple French done well. Barbara Pravi was one of the songwriters, and this is what they do. It was catchy, it was hooky, charismatic performer with a great vocal and stage presence. It's not rocket science. Yeah, you know, in a way. That's what I want to say about the performance. It wasn't rocket science. It was him stood on a sort of, you know, platform with some dancers around him, trying to give that sort of 50s kind of rock kind of vibe to it. And yeah, second year in a row, France has won the jury. So. 
you know, interesting stuff. I, I, again, probably didn't see him at the top of the, the scoreboard in the lead up. But at the same time, I kind of agree with you after watching it. Not surprised at all. I don't think it's been their best entry the last few years. And maybe that's why people have passed it by because I think some of the other ones have been better. Uh, but yeah, look, I think it was actually also a little bit more uh, junior. Hmm. The, the competition has been quite mature. And I think this was, it reminds me of like, a got talent kind of performance of a kid and everyone going, oh, look at him trying to be a 50s kind of rock star. Mm. Oh, isn't that cute? And oh, <laughs> and he can sing as well. So I don't know. I kind of liked a bit of the junior coming back because it was getting a little too mature. Yeah, I think some of our former winners over the last few years definitely on the more mature side. Let's have a chat about who we beat home, shall we? So second was Armenia, our hosts, uh, took the silver. Georgia, a third. Uh, I have to say, that was a real eye-catcher for me. I really quite enjoyed that. Yeah, Georgia was second in the jury. And talking about mature, this not in a kind of like club banger, but just amazing vocal, really interesting presentation. Ooh, very interesting. Um, and I, it was my 12 points kind of going in. They did a great performance. Uh, good jury score to come third overall. And interestingly, Armenia third with the jury and fourth with the public to come second overall. That's Ooh. kind of unusual as well. Yeah, very much so. Fourth place, going to say a bit of a surprise here, beating home the UK was Ireland. This is definitely one I did not see coming in the top five. Yeah, there was a lot of chatter online about this, but I thought it was the fans being the fans, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, bless everyone. But I think what they did really well, a couple of the other Irish entries in the past have just done this kind of Irish you know singing thing and it's all a bit whaley and whatnot this had a bit more of a package together there was a start a middle and an end the presentation was fantastic her vocal was really good very very good vocal exactly mm. and then you know it's come home well and it got fourth in the jury it came eighth in the public vote for a song like that is pretty good but mm. the power of the juries were quite strong this year um, to get results so well done Ireland I would never have picked them beating the UK yeah I've got to say there's something very familiar about the start of that chorus, but anyway, that's just oh, me. <laughs> Bistro Vodder, um, basically, go back and listen. It sounds like mixed with Vodder. my heart won't go on by Celine Dion. Hey, do what you need to do exactly. to get a result, Island. And I want to finish talking with UK. Now, she had some illness throughout the week, couldn't perform for the juries. But uh, took home the public vote. Yeah, great win. I mean, this is a year that the UK have won a jury vote at Eurovision mm. and a public vote. Who would ever have thought the UK would ever win a public vote? <laughs> uh, a public vote in junior. So great work. And look, I think she would have got a better result, obviously, if she could do the jury show. Mm. Not sure she would have taken the whole thing out because France had quite a comfortable lead in that jury. But really good performance. I was very impressed. And the fact that she was still a little bit ill and did that, Great work, UK. Very exciting for them. Yeah, I thought it was a very good presentation as well. I like the colour palette. I like the uh, the production with the dancers, etc. I thought it suited the song very well. So I thought it was an excellent package from the UK. She wasn't the only one that was ill. Poor Serbia couldn't perform on the night because she went down as well. So... It's like a bit of a bug going around there in junior. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think another talking point as well is, and this is not a major thing, but I think the fact there's a lot of people are still thinking, oh, well, Ukraine come out, perform, everyone's going to give them sympathy votes and they're going to storm it. She came seventh with the public vote, mm. you know. So I think that goes to show you, number one, that also Kalash Orchestra had a great presentation over you still have to have a good song but also maybe that was very close to the conflict happening originally back mm -hmm. in March when it started so maybe these concerns that people have that oh well you know they're going to go and do any kind of heartfelt thing they're just going to get all the public vote I don't think that's warranted anymore I cool. think it's going to definitely going to be quieter 
but it'll still be there, but mm. quieter. Yeah, we'll see if that sort of sentiment is replicated in the main contest. True, true. Well, it looks like we're back off to France, having not gone there for quite a while. We're back to two out of three years, but um, obviously I don't think we'll be heading back to Paris. Might be heading to one of the other cities in France for junior next year. Yeah, I think it'd be good. A smaller city, and I think there'll be a bit more buzz around town for something like that. And they've got a lot of great indoor stadiums, so well done, France. Yeah, absolutely. Well, during the week, we did have another artist announced for the Eurovision Song Contest in Liverpool next year. It's an internal selection from Slovenia. Now, they have chosen a band called Joker Out. Let's have a listen to one of their songs. This is Umazani Misli. five-piece pop rock band out of Slovenia so far formed in 2016 they've got an album and a few singles out there very very popular they were named best new artist in 2020 and also artist of the year in 2021 so these guys are popular yeah exactly and I mean Slovenia the broadcaster said going internal rather than the national final of EMA or Emma whatever <laughs> whatever we call it yeah, um, they said well when a when a band like this shows interest it's a no-brainer you've just got to go with them so yeah that's a um, it's a big call for Slovenia only a couple of times in their whole history of Eurovision have they not done a national selection so they're obviously excited about this band and they describe themselves also as shagadelic rock okay <laughs> there's definitely some sort of you know 60s vibe yeah, to some of the music yeah. I'm hearing now they were very very interested in Eurovision. They were just waiting for the right time, they were saying. So I think it was just probably less, you guys are big, let's grab you. Yeah, exactly. And also they've had songs with over 1.5 million views on Twitter, half a million streams on Spotify as well. Their main hit, which you just heard before, is the one which people are very excited about. Also, they do all their songs or pretty much everything in Slovenian. So I dare say... We would probably get Slovenian if there's English or not or whatever, but I'm excited by that. Mm, Yeah, likewise. Likewise. It sounds something very genuine uh, from the music scene there. They're excited to do it. So, yeah, let's see what, uh, you know, a really gritty Slovenian kind of rock band can bring. Yeah, look, I will say I'm a little bit sad about losing the national selection. Mm. I do love a good EMA slash Emma. But, um, yeah, look, I think Slovenia have kind of been struggling a little bit. They're kind of been a bit hit and miss. Mm -hmm. So why not just try something different? And you've got a great band like this. Don't risk it if they're not going to go into a national selection and go in internal. Yeah, I agree. It has been a little bit hit and miss for Slovenia. So probably not taking too many risks going with an established band. Apparently they're recording the song in Hamburg next week. Oh, wow. Yeah, and we should have it released in a special show on the 4th of February. Okay, that's not too long away. Yeah. And we have a date. We have a date. That's very organised. We're not used to that in Australia. See if that happens. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's go up to the Baltic Sea and Estonia. Um, We talked about them last week very briefly that 20 songs have been released for Istilal, their national final. No change there. One of our favourite national finals, isn't it, Michael? It certainly is. Now, the team voted on the 20 songs and they did pick their winner and it is Sissy with Lighthouse. 
guiding me home I knew you like myself From the skin to the bones I once made a promise To love you as long as I live But now you're gone and I'm here alone Silently keeping my promises Before we start, I just want to give a couple of comments from the Division team about Ooh. why it was their winner. Laura, who's been following Estonia and Eastie Lau forever, is a huge stand of them as well. Everyone's very excited about her coming back. And I think what she said is, her songwriting has really improved with each edition of Essie Lau and she can really feel the emotion and personality coming through in this song. She does say, look, maybe she would like the bill to be a bit more, but she does believe Sissy can bring it with a live performance and add more than we're hearing in the studio. And then also Emma, she says it progresses from a slow, soulful piano ballad to angry, emotive ending, but never loses its beauty along the way. It's almost like she's reciting a poem to music. Hmm. So some very nice comments there. There is. Um, look, and I'll concur with quite a bit there. Definitely with Laura, a lot of people have been looking forward to seeing this artist come back. I have to say, is this where we start to give our little bits? Yes. <laughs> I didn't put this in the top 10 of the selection, Dale. It falls for me, unfortunately, maybe a little bit too high in expectation I was, but it commits the crime of just being totally forgettable. I do quite like the song while I'm hearing it and I'm watching it, but then it completely leaves me. There's nothing to hook me in. On first listen, I didn't even pick where the chorus was. Mm -hmm. So as much as there is some perhaps more sophisticated songwriting in here, I just think either they've over-egged it and it becomes just a mess, or it's just, as I say, it's just nothing there for me to sink my teeth into, unfortunately, and I'm bitterly disappointed because I love her as an artist. Yeah, look, we've really enjoyed Sissy at um, SC Lau the last couple of times, and, you know, she's done very well um, in mm. the competition. She's also the daughter of Dave Benton, who won the contest for Estonia back in the early 2000s. So she's talented... I do agree um, that there's more sophistication with this hook, uh, with this song, but I think it's missing some hooks and some something to remember it by. I probably remember the visual performance of the music video more than I remembered the song. Mm -hmm. But I do concur. Like there's elements. Everything Emma and Laura said there, I don't disagree with, mm -hmm. and I do think the live could bring a bit more. But I will say overall, I was disappointed because I really thought this was her year to come in and, and give it a good shake and go to Eurovision. If she does end up going because she does an amazing vocal performance, this is not a song that I could see doing well. Hmm. Maybe it's going to be my famous last words. <laughs> <laughs> like there's some songs that don't suit audio. So I'll wait and see for the live, but that'd have to do some dramatic improvement because it missed my 10 as well. Just outside, about 11th hmm. to 12th. Out of 20 songs though in a national selection, oof, that's, that's you know, not she, great. She's also going, if she was to get the ticket, she'd be going into a semi-final with no jury score given. It would just need to rely on first impression, public vote. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. I just don't see this doing well in a, in a public vote. If it made the grand final, for example, yes, I think juries would come for this a bit more and say, yeah, it's a very nice composition. She's a very good singer. I just don't see the impact, unfortunately. That's my issue. Yeah, true, true. Well, look, I hope somehow it all comes together and she can totally challenge our exactly. minds because, <laughs> hey, look, we don't see something, but obviously the team do. Mm. 
Um, so that was their winner. Ooh. Now, we are going to share our favourites each, aren't we, Michael? We are. Now, talking about sophistication, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what was your 12 points? My 12 points went to completely the other end of the scale. My 12 went to Elisa and Bad Philosophy. Why is this your 12 points? Because I remembered it. This is the first thing. Um, well, no, look, it is generally a very simple pop song. That's what it is. It, is, it does what it says on the packet. It is quite modern, radio-friendly sounding. I think it's something you could imagine an Ava Max singing or something like that. It is just a very basic pop song, but it stuck with me and it had a hook. And I remembered it well after other songs had played. So... It scraped in for my number one, but it was still, yeah, the one that stood out to me. And I can imagine with a good performance, this could be very, very good. Are you calling Ava Max basic? <laughs> you said that. <laughs> I love Ava Max. Look, for me, look, this was kind of poppy and it was memorable. Uh, it didn't make my 10. Uh, this, it's, we did this 80s thing like two years ago. Like, you know. It's not that 80s. Oh, it's pretty 80s. And I, I don't know. I just found it a bit basic. Even for my standards, at mm. least uh, even last year though she did very well. She well, made the top three, I think, didn't the she? Super the final, super final yes. with fire, which I really didn't like either. Which was a lot more basic than this. Exactly. Mm. So you know, maybe this has some legs to do okay. Yeah, the team didn't completely hate it. They gave it fifth, fifth place overall. Exactly. Mm. So yeah, I look, uh, this is enjoyable. It's inoffensive. Would it go anywhere near my 12 no points? No way. But look, I can see why you voted for it. Yeah, and I could see with a good performance of the public voting for it as well. So that's what it's all about, I guess. All right, well, we will wait and see. All right, well, let's talk about my 12 points. Um, this was second in the team. It lost to Sissy by one point. Ooh. And it's Alika with Bridges. There was always time to get back on track. Tearing down the wall slowly every step. Now I see myself building up a world of bridges There is one more thing you need to know that Very high in the team rankings and obviously your 12, Dale. What attracted you to Alika? I just think this is just so much better than anything else in this competition. It really is a well-put together song it, it starts off in this sort of quiet piano thing and it builds and it builds and it builds it gives you the payoff that sissy doesn't and i think that's the big part about it it's sophisticated she's got a great voice it has these moments throughout you feel like you're going along in a story in this song and i love that kind of stuff but look big build she sounds like she's got a big voice. It's got sophistication in the music. It's got something that's pleasing for the public as well, even though it's not something you scream televote kind of winner. And I just think it's overall just by far the best package. You know, when you just see the songs, you're like, mm. that's just that's just better than everything here. Yeah, fair enough. To be honest, I gave it second as well. It is impactful. Even though it is a ballad, it is a big dramatic ballad that you could take to a competition. It's a composition that jury members would go for because eventually you do have a jury in Istilao. If anything, I found it a little dark in its presentation. But having said that, you know, again, it probably delivers everything that Sissy doesn't. 
it delivers memorability, it delivers hooks. So as far as if I put up those two ballads against each other, oh, a leaker by a mile, by yeah. absolute mile. Yeah, exactly. I know what you mean by the darkness of it. It almost not in the same composition, but it had this sort of same feel as, you know, Yagup stuff, mm. like Beautiful Line. I mean, she even falls backward into water, right? Mm. <laughs> so they love doing that in Estonia, apparently. <laughs> and so that hasn't always translated that great, but this has a lot more to it that I think is crowd-pleasing than maybe Yagup's more modern kind of stuff that he had in the past so yeah I, look I, it'll be interesting to see how this goes but it is doing very well it's the one that's charting the highest in spotify in estonia at the mm. moment as well so it's popular and then you'd think with the jury they'd probably go for it as well so at the moment probably looking to be in the box seat but there's a long way to go when it comes to estonia yeah very much so but um no i agree it probably does look like the favorite for me um what did you think of the 20 songs overall I thought this was actually really good. I, I don't think there was like huge amounts of like, oh wow, these three or four songs are just brilliant. There was just a lot of diversity and depth mm -hmm. um, and not as many. There's always a few what we like to call the still House Spotify songs. Mm -hmm. Like, oh yeah, that's for the Spotify playlist, but it's not a competition song. There was less of that and more kind of like, you know, weird rocks and weird other stuff thrown in, the country thing. Like there was just a bit more weird this year, which I like to see. Yeah, I felt there was quite a bit of variety in there as well. I can't remember who they are, but there was one couple that sang a duet. Oh, God. <laughs> and he, I don't know what, he touches her hair or something, and it just... <laughs> The whole thing made my skin crawl. But I was, oh, I, I was having to watch the music video like behind a cushion, like yeah. a scary movie. It, it was, was so awkward. Yeah. It was, are they a real couple? I don't know. I don't know, know but just but... don't touch the other performer on stage. Just <laughs> it, don't. It was made my skin crawl. Yeah. It really was really, really, really disturbing. Um, yeah, no, that was just, that was wrong. Mm. It was on a lot of levels. Go Ooh. and watch the videos of Essie Lau and uh, you'll see it there. <laughs> you'll see, you'll know the one we're talking Oof. about. Okay, the semi-finals for Estee Lau take place on the 12th and 14th of January, so not too far Ooh. away. And then the finals almost a month later on the 11th of February, so watch out for those in the new year. All right, in other national final news, we had the artist announced for Croatia's Dora. Now, Croatia haven't qualified for the grand final of Eurovision since 2017. Ooh. Jacques Sudek. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Remember forget, that? You could forget it, Dale. <laughs> my friend. Um, so they're doing Dora. So no change up in their national selection process. They're going to keep trucking along. They've got 18 artists for this one. And it does include a familiar name in Demir Ketzel. Mm, yes, our 2020 winner of Dora. Unfortunately, didn't get his moment on the stage in Rotterdam that year. So great to see him back and who knows, he might get his ticket again and head off this year. Yeah, well, I'd love to see it. Obviously, we want to see the rest of the artists and what they're like. But, you know, for any of those 2020 artists who missed out, you've got to have a soft spot. And he's got a cracking vocal. Mm. He really, like, you know, he's got veins were popping out of his head when he sang that song in 2020. So, it was a real grower, yeah. that song, too. Yeah. I thought, um, particularly for an English-speaking audience, or myself in particular, perhaps didn't quite resonate with me to start with. But the more I heard it, the more I went, geez, this is a really good song, and he can belt this out. So I'm looking forward to what he brings. 
Interestingly, they have four backup artists at um, Dora. Mm. So for like emergencies yeah. or like lucky losers waiting t- in case someone pulls out. <laughs> I always feel like it shows how much drama there could be in a national final. <laughs> the fact that they have people waiting in the wings just in case. Someone gets the old Nancy Kerrigan sort of iron bar <laughs> to the throat or something prior to the show. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, Croatia, they are struggling a bit lately, aren't they? So they're really kind of hoping to get something good out of this. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so Fingers across for them. Um, they have done well in the public votes in the past. Uh, TikTok would have qualified. Um, they only came they came 11th again this year in the semi-final. So good luck to them. Dora will take place on February 11th. Now, the other interesting kind of tidbit of potential news during the week, mm-hmm. um, at the Asian Academy Creativity Awards, not one we normally... Have our eyes up for all the cover. Cover this one in detail, do we, Duff? No, we don't, actually. But Eurovision Australia decides was in the running for a couple of awards, and they took them both out. It was Best Music Show and Best Non-Scripted Show. And this is across all of um, Asia and Australia New Zealand included as part of that. And this is not just some small awards. This is like, you know, the Elvis movie, Bluey. These kind of things are winning for Australia. Really, really big deal. So for them to take this out was huge. An amazing achievement by Blink TV and SBS. Yeah, absolutely. Particularly taking out Best Music Program. Absolutely wonderful. We're talking some of the um, biggest countries in Asia and we know what sort of spectaculars they can put on. So um, real feather in the cap to... uh Eurovision Australia decides. Yes, unfortunately, the award-winning Australia decides. There will be no more next year. But there could be some other news because as we were looking to try and get some images and stuff for an article together, listen to Paul Clark from Blink TV's acceptance speech. And in his acceptance speech, he basically said... Our chief goal as a company is to bring Eurovision to Asia. So please look out for that. Eurovision is coming, people. Interesting. Interesting. Now, look, we did obviously put something together on this. Now, the comments from fans have been very consistent. I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when I'm in the hall and the music starts to play. I think Joanna Holman from the Australian fans that we know well did say that. And look, who can blame people for being cynical about this? For sure. This was mentioned, what, back in 2016 and sort of died a horrible death before it even kind of got born. So it's interesting to see it back on the menu. Obviously, the format of Eurovision is being taken to other parts of the world. We have Canada coming up. We have Latin America. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see when this gets announced, though. Or if it gets announced, of course, Michael. Let's just just wait and see. And then (laughs) if that happens when and where and how it actually happens mm. now it is in like it is important to note so voxovation which is the company chrissy bjorkman mm-hmm. who's been responsible for doing american song contests and the expansion to latin america and to canada with conjunction with the ebu now chrissy bjorkman has been a good friend of australia at eurovision he was out to help them in the build-up to the very first eurovision australia decides mm-hmm. so blink tv talking about a an expansion through Voxovation to other areas. I wouldn't be surprised if one plus one does equal two in this place, but we don't know. So whether this happens or not, but if it does, I'd imagine there'd be some kind of something would be happening in the background with those parties. Yeah, considering there's a production company pretty much specialising in this now. um, Yeah, you can see it's probably a lot more uh, viable. I'm expecting it to happen, put it that way. Do you think it'll happen on the Gold Coast? <laughs> yeah, probably not. No, I can't see the Gold Coast happening, Duff. So, P- 
people also have asked, what does this mean for Australia in mm. Eurovision? Obviously, this is our contracted at the moment last year that mm-hmm. we know of for Eurovision. We don't know if that's continuing or mm. not. And now there's a potential of Eurovision Asia on the horizon. Uh, where does that leave little old Australia? Hmm. Well, I guess I'm putting two and two together here. If we're going to be very heavily involved in Eurovision Asia, I can't see us participating in the Eurovision Song Contest. So we haven't heard any announcement about us continuing. One can only imagine no news is bad news. Yeah, look, I, I would say for our one-off special wildcard appearance, we've ended up having nine entries um, at Eurovision. I think this is this is probably the end of the road, to be honest, and then off we go to Asia. Oh, someone's feeling a little bit um, neg- negative Nancy over uh, there. Yeah. Put two and two together, Doug. Yeah, look, uh, look, I think it'll be a question. I would be, I would not want us to be throwing all our baskets into Asia and leave Europe if it's if we have any control over the situation. Mm. If it's out of our control, if, it's out, yeah. if it's out of our, we, we <laughs> honestly don't know. We're not even like pretending to know here. Mm. But it is certainly an interesting geopolitical Eurovision kind of sphere thing to work out because, I don't know, I, I think uh, it would be, it would be I think, sad for Australia to leave Eurovision at the moment when it's actually also struggling to get numbers and struggling to get people taking part we've only we've lost a number of countries this year mm. and we're an unproblematic country that's proved ourselves over the years so i would hope we would stay but um, we don't know yet and i, I want to be greedy and want to be both <laughs> yeah you can't i don't think I, I can't imagine there's a situation we'll be in both i'd like to be i'd like a transition i mean period. i mean how much does that cost sbs to produce two entries and stage them etc it's a lot of cost there i think also um yeah there's always a cost on the artist as well remember mm. The only thing I would say is I do feel like you need to make sure these things get off the ground. Whether this even happens is one thing, and then whether it's successful is another thing. American Song Contest, let's face it, was not particularly successful. There's a lot of reasons why. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be better if it comes back and etc. But yeah, like let's wait before we like lose out of Europe. I could I could see a transition period would be nicer. That's my preference, but yeah. I'm not deciding here, right? <laughs> exactly. It's not Dale um, decides. You know, obviously, Australia is <laughs> a big driving uh, force around Asia for Eurovision, so you can't imagine Eurovision Asia without us. And, yeah, like I say, I can't see them allowing us to double dip. So, yeah. Well, we will wait and hmm. see how it all pans out. We shall. And at the moment, and nothing is confirmed, mm-hmm. just a little chat about one statement publicly. Hmm. We'll see how we go. All right, before we wrap up, Michael, we have a little bit of a week ahead, our first one. Oh, excellent. It's yes. good to hear. Yeah, we have Vidbir, the uh-huh. national final of Ukraine, will be taking place this coming weekend, uh-huh. 17th of December, in Europe, which will be very early in the morning, 18th of December. It's kicking off 4 p.m. Central European time, which I think, if my math is correct, it's about 1 in the morning here. Oh, okay. And it's going for four hours because there's a show about Kalosh Orchestra in the middle of it. Oh. So it's going to be painful. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's Not about the Kalosh one. Orchestra bit, just the timing. <laughs> but look, no, we will enough. have all details on our website and our socials about the exact timing um, and how you can watch and all those things. Uh, so that's going to be Saturday night in Europe, Sunday morning Australia. Correct. Because we have the World Cup final of football is going to be Sunday night Europe, Monday morning, Australia. Exactly. Okay. So you've only got one more podcast to hear us talk about football as well <laughs> as the Eurovision Song Contest. Definitely. And also happening this week on the, I think it's the 15th, it's happening, 
Kyriakos, our long-standing amazing contributor to Aussie Vision, has been traveling all through Europe in the middle of winter, um, and it's all going to kind of come to a, an amazing conclusion when he gets to watch his beloved Mons Zelmelo and Car- uh, Carola uh, do a some kind of Christmas concert, I think it is, or something, but... Kyriakos has got to get going to see Mons in Sweden, which is a special occasion for anyone who knows him and Aussie, follows Aussie Vision over the years. I'm sure he'd be very, very excited about that. Yeah, a little bit cooler than the time he met him at the Gold Coast. I <laughs> think. Yeah, so we'll see, we'll see. So yeah. good luck to him there. Enjoy the week ahead, and we shall see you again next week. Exactly, with our winner of Vidbeer. We'll be mm. talking about that. See you then. See ya. As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us on our social media channels at AussieVisionNet. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 Aussie Vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.